Podcast. I'm Matt Neaton, joined by seniors Sarah and Brendan. And today we're super excited to have Virginia Sports Hall of Fame member, former WSET sports director, and current WLNI radio host on the Sports Line, Mr. Dennis Carter. Thanks for joining us today. Good to be here, Matt. Thank you guys for having me. So we always start out with, you know, very, very random, what we call question of the day. And today is pretty random. And okay. I, all, I use these in my class, too, so we get some hot debates on these things. Bring it on. Is a hot dog a sandwich? And why or why not? Is a hot dog a sandwich? You know, I'm going to say yes, but uh, full disclosure, I don't eat hot dogs. I don't like hot dogs. I tried a hot dog in the first grade of elementary school many, many years ago. Didn't like it and haven't eaten one since. Oh, my. So, sure. A hot dog's a sandwich. It's got a bun around it. It's got bread. You can put mustard and ketchup and whatever you want on there. So, I'm going to say, yeah, it's a sandwich. I agree. What do you think, Sarah? I agree. Yeah, I agree, too. Yeah. It's it's sandwiched, right? It's It's between bread. bread. Yeah. Yeah. All right, yeah. to start us off, we want to know a little more about yourself, like where you're from, if you have any siblings, just about your life in Okay, general. I grew up in Danville. Uh, I have two older sisters, Treva and Deborah. I'm the, uh, the baby boy of the family, and I think that's probably got advantages because, you know, you're the, the first boy of the family, and... Uh, you're the youngest, so you get away with a lot of stuff as a kid that maybe I wouldn't have gotten away with had I been maybe the oldest or the middle kid. So went to college uh, my first two years at Danville Community College. Then I transferred to Virginia Tech, where I completed my career, uh, college career. And then after I got out of college, I had no job, like a lot of people. <laughs> when they get out of college, they don't have a job. So I went back to my job that I had in high school, which was as a cashier and bag boy at Kroger in Danville. Wow. Uh, went, I, I got real lucky, though. Uh, after about a month after getting out of college, I was actually checking out someone in line who happened to be the husband of a lady who worked at the radio station in Danville, uh, WBTM. And he was saying, he was asking me, you know, if, if I had a job, you know, other than Kroger, you know, was I looking to get into my field of study that I had in college? And I said, absolutely. And he said, well, you should put in a job application at the radio station. They happen to need someone who could write commercials at the radio station. Well, I had no interest in writing commercials. Uh, it was called the continuity department or something to that effect. <laughs> I uh, had no really inclination to do that, but in order to get your foot in the door, sometimes you take what's available. Yep. So I did. I was able to uh, do a few sports things at the radio station. They didn't have anyone doing like a uh, drive time sports wrap up, like a three, four minute sports wrap up at night. I said, hey, I'd love to do that. I'd love to talk sports. So I got a chance to do that. And I uh, helped out with GW football. Uh, I was a color man for GW football. Got to do some Averett basketball. So I got uh, got good experience at the radio station. It wasn't my main job, but it was kind of a side gig while I was there. And that kind of led to uh, a career in television four years later. 
I moved to Lynchburg in 1983, and I've been here ever since. That's Long time. Cool. That is awesome. I will say, first I'll start with Sarah. Sarah plays softball and volleyball here, so you're around some more sports people. But nice. Brendan also, the swimmer, Virginia Tech commit. All right. Had an offer from Auburn, so that hurts me a little bit because I'm yeah. an Auburn fan. <laughs> but Brenda and I heard something. You've been holding out on me that you're like nationally ranked or something in swimming. You may not want to talk about this. Well, I, I don't like to really talk about it, but I, for like, there's this company that like makes these rankings. They're not like really rankings, but for college, it's more like well-rounded people, and they like you swim multiple things, so you score more points. So for that, I'm ranked twelfth. In the nation. Wow. That's awesome. crazy. But I don't know. Some of the events I'm not ranked that high, but it's it's pretty cool. But I don't really He's talk insane. about that very yeah. much. He's just personally. Humble. Yeah. He's good. <laughs> He's humble. He's a <laughs> humble guy. Yeah. yeah. All right. So I have a question. Okay. Um, is it common for people to have like stage names on TV? Is your real name Dennis Carter or something? My real else? name is Dennis Carter. Although Dennis oh, is Carter. actually my middle name. Uh, my oh. first name is Lewis. I'm named after my dad. But I didn't really want to go by the name Lewis. Mm. So <laughs> I said they mom and dad decided pretty much that I was going to go by Dennis, you know, once I was born. So, no, that's that's my real name. No changes. It's perfect, though. Cool. Uh, well, thank you. Thank yeah. you. Do you have like coworkers that went by stage name? Um, I did have some coworkers at the television station that uh, went by different names, uh, especially um some female broadcasters will keep their maiden name, especially if they started in television and began their career with their maiden name and then got married afterwards. Sometimes they would keep their maiden name just because people are used to that name, hearing that name and seeing that face and associating that face with the name. So they would keep that name. There have been other instances where, say, someone has a... Uh, tough to pronounce last name or a longer name that doesn't really um, roll off the tongue, shall we say? Yeah. <laughs> they would uh, go with a, a different, an easier last name that people would recognize and remember a little bit more. So I've seen that uh, at a number of different TV stations across uh, the area. Yeah, I went to school with um, the son of the, the Channel 7 sports guy that he moved on to something else. I can't remember his name anymore. Mike. But yes. Yes. Yeah. And his son always had a different last name. And forever, I was like, what is this? Mike Stevens? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Was his TV name, yeah. but he had a different last name. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Mike's That's a real good friend of mine. So I, I know exactly who you're talking That's about. That's awesome. <laughs> yep. Yeah. All right. So being a sports guy, um, did you actually play any sports when you were younger? You know, I, I would describe myself as a mediocre athlete, not a great athlete. Uh, I did run, I ran a little bit of track early on in my high school career. Um, I was okay at that. I wasn't great. I, I went out for the basketball team at GW as a sophomore. But GW back when I went to school had some really good basketball teams, so I did not make the team. <laughs> so... Um, I would call myself a, a mediocre athlete. I decided early on that uh, maybe sports was not going to be my calling in high school. So I actually got the job at Kroger and worked during my final high school years to, in order to uh, save some money for community college and then for 
Virginia Tech afterwards. So, But that's one of my biggest regrets when I look back, the fact that I did not devote more time and energy to high school sports because I look back and think, wow, that would have been a lot of fun to, to play some basketball or baseball or something like that. And you, you develop that team spirit with your, your other guys out there. And uh, you, you learn so much about hard work and sacrifices, dedication. So I wish I'd done a little bit more of that. That's a, a deep regret as I look back to my younger years. It's, it's a time commitment for sure. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Sometimes in the moment, it's too much. But yeah. <laughs> I think I think in the long run, it's usually worth it. I like to, uh, I do like to play some sports now. I'm probably more of an athlete now than when I was earlier <laughs> in my years. I like to, I like to play tennis. Uh, I play golf as well. Uh, probably a better tennis player than golfer. Golf is so frustrating at times. Golf yeah. So some hard. days you go out there and you're hitting the ball well, you score well, and then the very next time you go out there, it's like you never picked up a golf club in your life. Yeah. It's so frustrating. Do you ever play pickleball? I played pickleball one time. You know, I, I think I'm going to probably continue to play tennis as long as I can run and get mm. better exercise, yeah. although pickleball was fun. I enjoyed playing it. It seems fun. Yeah, yeah. I enjoyed playing it, but um, I, I like to be able to run a little bit when I'm out on the court, mm. so I'm, I'll probably play tennis until I fall over and drop and then, <laughs> and then pick up pickleball. <laughs> so do you remember your first day on the job or, like, what's your first day's story and how did it go? The first television story I did was when I actually, when I worked at the radio station in Danville, at the time, they didn't have a bureau in Danville. WSET now has bureaus in different places across uh, the region, but at the time, they didn't have a bureau. So what they would do, they would send a photographer from Lynchburg to meet up with, say, a news person in Danville, or in my case, a sports person. And my first story, I did a uh, feature story on a really tall basketball player from Tunstall High School named Warren Martin, who went on to play basketball at uh, the University of North Carolina. He was a pretty oh. good college basketball player. He was about seven feet tall. Wow. Oh, my gosh. And uh, I can remember interviewing him, and, you know, I'm, I'm standing there, and I'm holding the mic up in the air, <laughs> and I'm kind of looking up at this giant, but... That was a lot of fun. You know, I enjoyed doing that. The first time I was actually on air at the television station was on a Sunday night. I started uh, my on-air career in television as the weekend sports guy. And I was so nervous that night. I mean, I was <laughs> I was shaking and I was... Um, I look back on that and I'm, I'm thinking, gosh, you were bad. You were really <laughs> bad that night. But I, but I made it through. It was probably the longest three minutes of my life, <laughs> you know, trying to swallow. And you're, you're thinking in your head, gosh, all these people are at home watching me and you can't mess up. And it was, it was scary. It really was. Hmm. And, and there are times when you still get nervous. You know, okay. I, I was working in TV for 37 years and I would still get nervous, especially on Friday nights when you are scrambling around during football season. You're going out to a couple of games. You've got to run back to the station, write up a script, edit your highlights, and get ready for the show, and then be out there sitting down like, you know, you're comfortable and everything is hunky-dory at 11.20 or 11.15, whatever it was. That was uh, 
that was pressure. I mean, you had a lot of time pressure on Friday nights to get everything done in order to sit down. There would, there would be nights when you would get to the chair out there on the set like five, ten seconds before the camera came on. And I, I had, a, had a couple of times when I got out there and I couldn't catch my breath. And <laughs> it's scary. I bet wow. it'd be weird too seeing yourself on TV. Mm-hmm. I feel like I wouldn't want to watch myself ever. Yeah. It's something that you, when you go back and look at the video of, of what you did in the sportscast, you're always really critical of yourself. You're, you're saying, well, gosh, why didn't you smile a little bit more? Or why didn't, you, why didn't you say this? Why didn't you do that? So the first time you look at yourself, you think, oh, man, you, you didn't do a real good job. And you kind of get used to, I used to like to go back after shows and kind of self-critique myself, you know, just go back and say, well, maybe I should have done this differently or, you know, just try to be real critical so the next time you did it, maybe you would uh, pick up some things and do it a little bit better the next time around. Cool. Um, While you've been, like, on broadcasting and doing stories, what has been, like, your favorite story or football game or just event to go to and look at or host? You know, as far as events, two come to mind right off the bat. Uh, the most recent one would have been in 2019. I got to go to UVA's uh, basketball run when they won the national championship. Oh. I went to uh, the Elite Eight game when they played Purdue. It was in Louisville, Kentucky, and that game went to overtime, and it was an amazing finish. If Virginia had not won that game, of course, they would have been knocked out, and there would never have been a national championship for the Cavaliers. But they scored in the final second or so of the game to force overtime. And, I remember that. I mean, that was crazy. Yeah, my uh, dad. My dad's a big UVA fan, so we had that on the TV. He was freaking out yep. after that game. <laughs> that was uh, that was one of the wildest games I've ever seen as far as college basketball. The other one that really quickly comes to mind is Virginia Tech football playing for the national championship back in, it was after the 1999 season, the 2000 season when they played Florida mm-hmm. State in New Orleans. Yep. Yep. And we were there for about a week. We did a lot mm-hmm. of uh, pre, pre-game coverage that week for the television station. And uh, just remember, a uh, kid from Lynchburg had a really big game, Andre Kendrick, uh, whose wow. son went on to EC Glass, Drayshawn Kendrick, okay. had a really good high school football career for them. But Andre had a really big game. And, of course, uh, Michael Vick, that's back mm, yep. in the Michael Vick time. And yep. that was that was really neat to be a part of. And I tell you, I really enjoy covering high school sports. That's probably the f- most favorite part of my job when I worked in television was just going out and covering high school sports. I loved going out doing football and basketball, soccer, volleyball, baseball, softball, you know, whatever track, whatever season it was, you kind of got excited and mm-hmm. pumped about going out and covering those sports. It's cool. Well, I know when we, like, won states and you had all the reporters around and you were coming up and they were kind of trying to start, and I was like, nope, wait till wait till he gets up here. I don't know if you remember that. I yeah. kind of waved you up. Oh, yeah, I appreciate that. You yeah. guys do such a good job of just covering us, like covering the local schools. Like, there's no other station that, 
does as good of a job as SET, you know, and, and they're still doing a good job. It's just, it's really awesome to see. I appreciate that. that again, that was the, the most enjoyable part of my job was coming out and covering high school sports. Yeah. I love college uh, sports as well, but high school is something you can't get anywhere else. Yep. I mean, you can watch national stuff mm -hmm. on national TV, yeah. uh, but you can't get your high school sports anywhere other than on local television, local radio, local television. So that's what kind of made it special. And not to derail us, but that game was against Auburn, right? The basketball game was the 19 game against Auburn. There was, it was against Purdue, oh, okay. the, the Elite Eight game. Okay. Yeah. Oh, okay. There was yeah. another one where they played Auburn, I think. Yeah, because I was going to ask, was that a foul? And was that a double dribble? Because <laughs> Auburn should have won that. <laughs> Are there any challenging interviews that you've done or like – people ever just walk up to you in an interview? Like, what are the challenges of the job? I, I remember one in particular. Um, this was when Ralph Sampson came to Lynchburg, and he was speaking at uh, like a middle school in Lynchburg, and, and we actually went over there and interviewed him. And this was shortly after Ralph had gotten into uh, – this was when he was playing in the NBA. He had just gotten into a um, – a fight or something on the court with a smaller player. And I actually asked him about that, and Ralph did not want to talk about that. <laughs> I asked him the question, and he pretty much shut down the interview right after I asked him the question. He said, I really don't want to answer that. You know, I've got to go, you know, this is the end of the interview. And I'm thinking, wow, I asked the wrong question. <laughs> <laughs> so that, that one sticks in my mind. Um, I always had a little difficulty uh, with a, a NASCAR driver, and most of the NASCAR guys are really good to talk to, but uh, Mark Martin was always a challenging interview back in the day. He, he kind of came across as very friendly on air, on national TV, but when you talk to him on a one-on-one -on -one setting, sometimes if you ask a question that he didn't feel like was uh, important or a good question, he kind of let you know. In, in kind of a uh, kind of a nondiscreet way, but he he kind of let you know that he didn't think your question was was that good. Hmm. So he was always a tough interview for me for some reason. Do you think other people had the same? I think so yeah. because I, I saw he could be a little short with some some other uh, interviewers. So I don't think it was just me. Yeah. But uh, sometimes when you when you have that reaction from someone, you you feel like well. Maybe he just doesn't like me or, you know, something like that. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, that was uh, most most times, you know, I haven't really had any issues. But just uh, occasionally you'll run into somebody that maybe you catch them at a bad time or you catch them after they've lost a real tight game or something and, and they may not be excited to talk to you afterwards. Yeah. Do you have any uh, bloopers that might stick out? Like just from funniness or... Uh, oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> we probably don't have time to talk about all of them, but I, I do a have a few. I do have a few that uh, really stick in my mind. There was one night um, I had a fly in the studio who was buzzing <laughs> around my head during the entire three-minute sportscast. And this fly, for some reason, wanted to go around my head, and he tried to go in my mouth as I'm speaking. <laughs> and I tell you what, that's a hard thing to do when you're trying to do a sportscast and you don't want to open your mouth too wide so the fly can 
you know, go inside your mouth. So you're kind of talking like this, <laughs> and this fly is buzzing around your head. I will never forget that night. There was another night I was doing a story, kind of a sad story about a, I believe it was a Chicago Bears official who had passed away, and I was leading into a, a soundbite from someone talking about, you know, the tragic death. And instead of running the soundbite from a person, some video of apes running through <laughs> woods came up. And oh. I will never forget that because obviously somebody rolled the wrong tape. And oh, they, they brought me back up on the screen after a few seconds of seeing uh, apes running around in the woods. And the only thing I could think of saying was, well, obviously, that's the wrong video. <laughs> we apologize for that. What bad time. But oh I, was, I was so embarrassed that night. But yeah, there have been a lot of uh, episodes <laughs> like that. And, of course, the ones that really you remember are the ones when you've run down to the set at the very last minute and you sit down and you can't catch your breath. And you've got to talk and you can't catch your breath and you're kind of hyperventilating because you've been running over there to you know, be there in time and sit down. That was scary because if you're, if you're trying to talk and you can't catch your breath, you know, you, you look kind of silly. Yeah. <laughs> so that, there were a few times when that happened, probably a lot on Friday nights. Yeah. Yeah. That's really fun. But those, yeah, really, those fun. really uh, stand out in my mind as some of the bloopers. That's funny. Who's the most famous person you've ever met and, like, favorite pro players? Uh... I would say probably the most famous person that I've interviewed was Hank Aaron. Wow. Uh, Hank Aaron mm. came to a Lynchburg baseball game back when the um, Hillcats, I, I can't remember if they were affiliated with the Braves at that time or I'm not sure, but he was there for a special guest appearance. And uh, I got to interview Hank Aaron uh, got to interview Johnny Bench one time when he came into town. He, he was in town probably four or five years ago for a, a special event. Got to interview him. Um, all the big NASCAR drivers, because we always covered races in Martinsville. So we got to talk to the Jeff Gordon, Jimmy Johnson, Dale Earnhardt Jr., Dale Earnhardt Sr. before he died, um, Rusty Wallace, all the, all the big NASCAR guys. So that mm -hmm. was really neat to talk to them. And I guess nowadays, some of the more recent guys, uh, UVA coach Tony Bennett and Virginia Tech coach Mike Young, um, Coach Beamer, got to be real good oh, friends man. with Coach Beamer at Virginia Tech, great guy. Uh, his son Shane, who's now yeah. coaching at South mm -hmm. Carolina, just like his dad, just a younger version of his dad. That's cool. So, yeah, I've, I've had the opportunity in this job, you get the opportunity to – meet people and, and get to know them that you would never have the opportunity to do so if you weren't in broadcasting. So that's been kind of one of the fringe benefits of, of being in this business is being able to, to meet and get to know some really neat people. That's cool. So, you know, there's some biases sometimes with sports and teams. I know you try not to have biases, but has a coach ever changed your opinion on a team, like in general? Um, you know, I, I try to come into situations with an open mind and I feel like I can get along with about anyone. Um, so I, I don't, I 
can't say that a coach has really changed my opinion on things. Um, I think the, the, be, the more you get to know a coach or any individual that you interview, you feel more c- comfortable talking with them and maybe uh, subconsciously, maybe you become uh, a little bit more friendly. I don't know if it affects your coverage yeah. of certain people, but it, it's nice to form a relationship with, with people and you, you try to make sure that that relationship doesn't get in the way of how you cover that team or maybe how you don't cover a, a team that maybe is an opponent of this person. So I, I always try to keep a balance as far as covering certain teams, certain individuals. We, we always kind of made it a, a point to, when we covered high school sports, we tried to get out to as many different schools as we could during the, during the season. You don't want to just come out and, and cover Jefferson Forest or EC Glass or Heritage all the time. You have to remember the other teams in the district. And you, you try, try not to play favorites, but a lot of times uh, who you covered would depend on, unfortunately, how quickly you could get to certain places. If you had two or three games you wanted to cover, uh, sometimes it was easier to cover the two or three games that were very close by. You know, you could pop in at Jefferson Forest, cover some soccer for 30 minutes and move on to somewhere else and cover another game. So you you had to be kind of, um, I guess it depended on where the schools were and the fact that you wanted to try and get a variety, like you wanted to maybe get part of a soccer game and, and don't forget your, your baseball game and your, your volleyball, swimming, you know, just trying to do a little bit of everything. So Cool. So sticking with the sports theme, did you ever have like a rival news station or anything like that? And are you friends with them? I'm, I'm actually friends with them. I have some really good friends that um, I worked with during – during my time in television, um, Mike Mike Stevens at Channel Seven, we, we're good friends. Uh, uh, I have good friends at Channel Ten, the NBC affiliate and the Fox affiliate. Uh, Jermaine Farrell, I've known for a lot of years, and uh, so you know, I think it was a friendly relationship with with those guys. Of course, you when you were at the same event, you always wanted to be able to present the best coverage, you know, and to yeah. do a better job than them, but. I think you were always kind of friends with them because they were doing the same thing you were doing, and you just wanted to try and do it a little bit better than they did. But you respected the fact that they were there and they were covering the same event that you were at, and you kind of know some of the issues, some of the concerns that they have as far as covering events. So we're, we're all kind of in the same boat, so you respected the fact that uh, they were doing what you were doing as well. Was there ever, like, I don't I don't think we have it kind of in our notes, but like, was there ever an opportunity to kind of move around? Because I know sometimes people move around and stuff like that for you or like even go even more national or anything like that. I mean, how does that even work for for broadcasters and stuff? Um, A lot of times folks in a smaller market like Lynchburg will come in, work a few years and then look to, to move on to a bigger market. I never really had that desire because... I was close to home. You know, I still had my family in Danville. I liked the fact that I could work and they could watch me. You know, uh, yeah. I liked being in the same market. And uh, I think 
Lynchburg area is a good area to raise a family. And my wife had a really uh, better paying job. She, <laughs> she, was, uh, she was kind of the money winner in the family because she did something that uh, paid a lot better than broadcasting. So it was a good situation to stay in this area. I think I, in my 37 years, I may have put out one or two resumes uh, to go to another city, but I never really had a desire to. I, I was comfortable working here, and it was fun for me because I, I, over the years, you, you get to, to know people, and you feel comfortable, and you enjoy covering the schools that you've covered for 20, 30 years. So I never really had a desire to, to leave Lynchburg. That's cool. So with the media pass and press pass you get from being um, in TV, do you get into these games for free and get to watch them just through the entire game? Uh, yes. When you, when you cover games, um, what you do, the process is, say, going to cover a Virginia Tech or a Virginia football game, you put in a request at the beginning of the season for passes. To, to cover those games. And that pass uh, gives you entrance to the games. Of course, you, you don't really, with television, you don't really get to sit down and watch the game because normally you have a camera on your shoulder mm-hmm. and uh, you're, you're working down on the field getting highlights. And after the game is over, uh, they go in, you do some uh, interviews after the game with the coach and players, star players of the game. And after that, you uh, get your video, you bring it back to Lynchburg, or if you're on site, you can actually, nowadays, you can do the work from, say, Charlottesville or Blacksburg, and then just email your script and story back. Of course, Hmm. er, in the early days of TV, you weren't able to do that. You you had to actually drive it back to Lynchburg and put it together in Lynchburg, and uh, it it was a much more complicated process but with technology now you can do a whole lot more things than you could do back in the uh, 80s and 90s but yeah you you have to have a pass that's issued by the university that allows you to come to those games but uh, Mm -hmm. it's again that's uh, one of the benefits of working in the business you get to see some great athletic contests along the way yeah it's a perk for sure awesome all right, so before we wrap it up and go to the more fun things, okay. um, is there anything else you want like the listeners to know or anything like you want to promote or anything like that? Um, not really, just the fact uh, from my end how much I enjoyed covering uh, sports uh, in this market. Just I enjoyed working in television a whole lot. I retired at the end of 2019. I miss working in television now. I do a little bit of part-time radio work now. I, I work uh, on a sports radio talk show, and actually this year we started doing high school football games. So we're working on Friday nights doing uh, football games, and that's a lot of fun for me because, again, high school sports was what I loved uh, when I worked in television, so this gives me a chance to get back to my roots. So I, I just uh, look back over over my career and just um, just very thankful that I was able to to do it for so long because I got to meet so many great people and see so many great games and wouldn't wouldn't change a thing really would not yeah no we're glad you stayed yeah. around thank you I mean, yeah it's, it's been awesome 
you know, we miss seeing you on TV too. I miss so, being there. Yeah. Thank you. That, that means a lot to me. Yeah. All right. Well, we're going to play a little either or. Okay. Okay. Just, just for fun. All right. I'll give you a couple things and then they'll, they, they have a few more for you, a lot more for you. So hammer turkey. Turkey. I'm not really a ham person, so <laughs> I'll go with turkey. All right. Girl Scout cookies, Thin Mints or the Caramel Delights? Thin Mints. Okay. All right. Some people have said Thin Mints in the freezer. I don't know if you ever did that, but. No. Yeah. It, they never made them to the freezer <laughs> yeah. for me. They, they made it to the counter, and that was about it. Yeah. And then they were opened, and they were gone. Yeah. Um, Star Wars or Star Trek? Neither. Okay. Oh. I, I'm not a big uh not a sci-fi. sci-fi. Yeah, I'm not a really not really a sci-fi guy. Okay. If I had to choose one, hmm, boy, that's tough. Um, <laughs> Star Trek. Okay. 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 All right. Plain or barbecue chips? Plain. Do you like the ruffle or like the plain, like the smooth one? Ah, uh, the plain smooth one. Okay. I'm a I'm kind of a plain guy. <laughs> <laughs> you know, as far as foods and yeah, I'm, I'm kind of. Normal and plain. Math or science? Math. English or history? English. Cake or pie? Oh, that's a tough one. I, <laughs> I love them both. <laughs> that would not be a neither. That would be a both. Um, boy, that's real tough. I'm going to say mm, pie. Here's another one. But Donut? I love cake. Oh, cake is so good. Yeah. <laughs> All right, here's another one. Donuts or cookies? Donuts. Dogs or cats? That's tough, too, because we've had both. We've had a number of dogs and cats uh, through my lifetime. I'm going to go with the ones we have now, dogs. Okay. Hot dogs or hamburgers? Hamburgers. <laughs> Not a hot dog yeah. fan. Love hamburgers. Chicken or beef? Beef. Pancakes or waffles? That's a tough one, too, because I, I eat a lot of waffles now, but waffles are a little bit easier than pancakes. So if I have a choice, if, if I have a choice and they're sitting on the table in front of me, I'd eat the pancakes. Mm. Dill pickles or bread and butter pickles? Uh, definitely not dill pickles. I don't know about the bread oh. and butter pickles. Uh, <laughs> I, I'll say bread and butter pickles. <laughs> I'm have no. to change that up that we've had that same, same response. Answer, yeah. yeah. Uh, Dr. Pepper or Coke? Coke. And UVA or VT? VT. (laughs) (laughs) Good answer. But I like them both because I covered them both a a lot of years. Mm -hmm. And really, the more you cover folks, you kind of grow an allegiance to them. But Mm -hmm. I'm I'm an alumnus of tech, so got to go with the VT. Yep. That's awesome. All right. Yeah. Well, I think that's everything we have. A um, couple of things. So first, um, that was a lot of fun. Thank yeah, you, guys. Yeah, thanks for yeah. coming. We got you um, a oh, JF wow. soccer shirt. Cool. So that came from Coach Zaring. So I asked if he had any extra stuff. So nice. thought you'd give you a little gift for coming. And thank you very much. And seriously, thanks for joining us. Like we were very excited that you were here. I was telling a lot of people about that you're coming, and they're like, "Wow, that's he's awesome. coming!" Like I know, I know you're you're, you're like humble famous. and everything. Yeah, uh, I don't know about that, but. But it's a ton of fun, yeah. Yeah, I enjoyed it. It was a lot of fun. 
And uh, we we really do miss seeing you on the news, and we just appreciate all the coverage throughout the years and stuff. And you know, I enjoyed calling you, you know, over these last ten years or whatever. So the pleasure cool. was mine, and we always appreciated those calls with the final scores yeah. because we would be scrambling around the station at <laughs> ten after eleven sometimes and hadn't heard anything, and we'd we'd have to get on the phone and call coaches. Yep. I hated doing that. Yeah, I hated calling people late at night yeah. to try and get a score, but. Sometimes you got to do what you got to do. Well, and us coaches, sometimes we forget. You know, yeah. you've had a crazy game, and you're like, oh, you yeah. Know, you just, just want to go down. home and yeah, sit down and relax, and yeah, you you forget about calling in. So yeah, well, I, know, I understand that completely. Well, and I can remember Stan, the coach before me, calling on the bus. You know, he's like yelling. You know, yeah. it's so loud. But I can I'll give you a funny story yeah. on that uh, uh, coach who used to. Uh, coach at EC Glass, who became the athletic director, Chip Berry. You yeah, probably know Chip. I know. Yeah. Uh, he can. He said that there were times when he was coaching that he would stop in Danville if uh, GW and EC Glass were playing. He would stop at the Hardys uh, in Danville, and he would get on a payphone and stop and call in scores of the game for us. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Commitment. That that's, was that was back in the day when there were commitment. no cell phones. <laughs> oh, but he would make that stop at Hardy's and give us a call and call in that score. So That's so cool. Yeah, and again, that goes back to the uh, relationships, the friendships you make along the way, and yeah. that's really what I miss the most about not being in television anymore is just folks you come into contact yeah. with every day covering games. Yep, it's cool. It's cool. All right, well, we thought it would be kind of fun. We talked about this before we started. Mm-hmm. You would, you'd read us out. Okay. You can follow the happenings of Jefferson Forest in Instagram at WeRJF and on Twitter at JFHS Sports. We'd also love for you to hit the follow button for the Cavalier Podcast on Instagram, Spotify, and Apple Podcasts. We appreciate you joining us, and we'll see you on the next episode. Awesome. Awesome. Killed it. Cool.